Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So... What are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Well, amazingly, it's that time of year again. It's the time when we go through the last 12 months and we decide who have been the best wrestlers over the last 12 months. And this always kind of scares me a little bit because you already don't agree with me. No matter what names I'm going to say on this list, you're going to have your own opinions and you're going to get really mad in the comments. But that's okay, because even with all that, I love you. My name is Simon Wadcoacher. Thanks for joining me. And yep, here we go. Strap yourself in. It's the 10 best wrestlers of 2020. Number 10, Minoru Suzuki. New Japan had a very crazy 2020. Not only was it more overbooked than maybe it's ever been in its entire history, but they're probably hiring a bunch of new referees for 2021, given how many officials got twonked in the end. Ever since Wrestle Kingdom 14 and JPW went absolutely nuts, sometimes for the better, and as social media will tell you, sometimes for the very worst. Do you want to know the one constant though? Flipping Minoru Suzuki. Mostly kept away from the main event scene, which actually helped him, because that's where a lot of this gaga was going down. I think the real reason he has such an atmosphere and such an aura around him is because much like AEW's Eddie Kingston, I'm not 100% sure he realizes that wrestling is at work. Because he was basically kept in the mid card though, it allowed the promotion to basically flip things on its head. So all your crazy shenanigans happened towards the end of the show, but it was your hard hitting good wrestling that was slap bang in the middle. This was even more nuts, because if you go back to 2019, it seemed like Suzuki was gonna calm things down, but then you pop up in January and he had that absolute banger with John Moxley, and he also had a terrific G1 where he had even more good matches against Ibushi and Ishii. Suzuki versus Shingo Tagaki was also able to captivate audiences to the point, even though fans were told you're only allowed to politely clap when you're enjoying something, they audibly gasped because they couldn't help themselves from what they were seeing. It's a huge reason for this praise, as is the fact that he is 52 years old. 52 years old. I'll be lucky if I can walk down the stairs when I'm 52 years old and Suzuki is marching around like a damn wrestling warrior. Number nine, MJF. Is there anyone in the wrestling world right now that has as much potential as Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Now the answer is actually yes, but he is still at top of that list, especially because he's only 24 years old. Imagine being that confident on the microphone when you're still in your mid-twenties. It's how he's crafted all of this too that is great. He is an old school wrestling heel updated for a modern 2020 audience. So you've got a little bit of Nick Bockwinkle, you've got a little bit of Ric Flair, you've got a little bit of Roddy Piper, you've got a little bit of Bobby Heenan. 
he is just the ultimate asshole. And it's not stuck in any of these respective eras, he has totally made this his own, and given that his last 12 months have been his best, it's why he gets in here at number 9. Starting with his double or nothing clash against Jungle Boy before his revolution fight against Cody Rhodes, they were not only great matches within themselves, but AEW hasn't run down those feuds so you can go back to them whenever you want. The same is true for John Moxley, who he feuded over when it came to the world title and showed you straight away, gave you a little bit of a glimpse that when he does enter the main event scene, well, for as long as he wants, he's going to belong there. As we do enter the new year, it seems like he's set his sights on infiltrating the inner circle. And do not forget, he also had the balls to do a dance number live on wrestling TV. And he knew the kind of reaction he would get, but my word, it got everybody talking. Don't tell him, because he'll have a go at me. But I love MJF. Number eight, Io Shirai. If you want to say that Io Shirai is the best wrestler hands down in the world right now, nobody is going to argue with you. No, that's not true. They will definitely argue with you on Reddit, and they'll definitely argue with you on Twitter. But they would argue, even if you said to them, I think you're the best wrestler in the world, they would turn around and criticize themselves. Already a talent long before she arrived in NXT, she has now embraced the world of being a sports entertainer, and she has that down as well. And just go through how EO is usually used. There's never anything wacky or anything silly, whether she's a good guy or a bad guy. She's just allowed to go out there and whip somebody's ass. This has been the case throughout the year as well, because she had excellent matches with Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, did it twice with Candice LeRae, only recently proved she could hang with Sasha Banks. Any kind of situation you put Io Shirai in, she just turns around and goes, don't even worry about it, I've got it down. So who the hell is as consistent as Io Shirai? And I'm just going to stand here and uh, let you leave some names in the comments. And you may be able to find people that are close, but I think... Think she'll still be top of the pack. Not even where to watch. Number seven, Sasha Banks. This is an either or really, given that Sasha Banks and Bailey were basically tied to the hip in 2020, but all of that not only resulted in a pretty damn good feud, but it also resulted in numbers going up. And when the numbers go up, you have been a success. This is hilarious too, because if you do go back to January, there was a very real concern that, oh no, they're going to put Sasha Banks with Bailey, and she's going to be nothing more than a sidekick. And my word, that wasn't true. Without Sasha, there would have been no Bailey. Without Bailey, there would have been no Sasha, which they proved when they had that absolute top tier fest at Hell in the Cell. I mean, those do try to get each other. Admittedly, her character is all over the place. That's still kind of okay, because she's meant to be the boss. She shouldn't be pandering to the fans. And finally, after all these years, the only was she able to win the women's championship but she didn't lose it 52 seconds later and she still hasn't lost it as i am saying these words and if you want to break it right down just try and imagine the ww women's division without sasha banks it is nowhere near as good number six drew mcintyre what a flipping year drew mcintyre has had now forget about the fact that he had to lead the company during one of its most difficult and controversial periods ever i mean who the hell would have wanted that job but he genuinely was brilliant from January all the way through to December. He's also the best booked top babyface that WWE has had in ages, and everybody is super behind the Scottish psychopath. He also had really good matches against Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Lashley, and even that weird thing he had with Big Show after WrestleMania went off the air. Well, that was fine. He could do no wrong. So he really is the hero that WWE has needed throughout 2020. And honestly, just go online or just listen to the WWE Universe. This is a character. This is a persona that people are actually getting behind. And that is such a nice change from usually, or we're going to give our top good guy the belt. Everyone goes, boo, boo, I hate you. So we're with him because we want to be and not because we're being told to be. Also, when he comes out for entrances, he's carrying a massive sword. 
What else do you need? Number five, Hangman Page. If we are talking about wrestlers that came of age throughout 2020, then Hangman Adam Page may actually be top. Aside from constant great matches, including one tag team bout that many consider to be the best one ever, when you get to his character, it is absolutely ridiculous you can swim through the depth like you're Scrooge McDuck. And yeah, sure, it was really odd when he did screw over the Young Bucks as they tried to win the tag team titles, but all of a sudden you had this amazing curve where Hangman Adam Page lost all his confidence, basically turned into a miserable drunk, and yet every single fan was like, man, I feel for that dude. He knew that he made a mistake, and now he's just trying to redeem himself. And all this was happening too while his former tag team partner, Kenny Omega, went the complete opposite direction and became the AEW heavyweight champion. I don't care who you are, this is some damn good stuff. So the paradox there is fantastic when Hangman finally does climb the ladder and defeats Kenny for that title. Well, I'm not ashamed to say that I may actually shed a tear and cry. The real kicker is that Paige knows that he is responsible for all of this, and that's why he remains a sympathetic babyface, even though he has done quite heelish things. I mean, talk about being relatable. Paige in 2021 is going to be absolutely on fire. Number four, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes did not have one match in 2020 that I didn't enjoy. And I know straight away, Simon Miller, you're such a shill. Where as I stand here, I am still waiting for a check from AEW, so you're just gonna have to believe me. Also, I don't think top tier wrestlers need to pay off a bald idiot on YouTube to be successful. This is all down to the American Nightmare. Aside from it being yet another step away from his WWE persona, he not only exceeded expectations, but he smashed them into dust. Remember the feud with MGF that made you desperate to see that match, especially the belt whipping angle? And then he moved on to that cage match with Wardlow. That thing was insane. Cody even made a dog collar match work when he finally became the TNT champion and was having bouts against absolutely everybody. It just felt fresh and it just felt exciting. You never knew who was around the corner. All of this also helped Darby Allen, who finally defeated his nemesis, and Ricky Starks benefited massively too. And not only does Cody come out of his 12 months as a hero, but he also feels like a much bigger star. Number three, Bailey. Before you do lose your rag, although I actually think many people may agree with me here, the reason Bailey gets ahead of Sasha Banks is because of the transformation of her entire character. She is now unrecognizable from her hugger persona, which at one point everybody said was impossible. Well, as it turns out, no, it's not. Throughout 2020, she has just been such a good heel, finding that balance between being obnoxious and a dick and snooty and just getting right in your face to the point that no matter who goes against her, you want the other person to win because you just want to see Bailey get defeated. The fact she held the women's title for so long was just the icing on the cake and she made segments within WWE better and she made SmackDown a better show. It's more than just her character work though because I can't remember her having a bad match throughout the entire year. So maybe being a bad guy just suits her style better. We've already mentioned that banger she had with Sasha Banks in Hell in a Cell. And once again, I will stand here. You tell me a bad match she had. Didn't happen. Plus, she said ding dong a lot. And it was as annoying as it was ridiculous. Well, in the world of professional wrestling, that is a really good mix. Ding dong. Number two, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler in the world, in my bald and humble opinion. But the coolest thing about 2020 is that he started to morph into this massive star everybody had hoped he would be when he signed on the dotted line with a little company known as All Elite Wrestling. The thing is, the audience believed this was going to be the plan from day one. So when it wasn't, they were staring at each other going, my gosh, what has happened? What the flip happened to the cleaner? Because yes, instead, AEW went in a completely different direction when he lost programs to not only Chris Jericho, 
but also John Moxley. I mean, he had to refine himself in the tag team division, and we've already talked about how good he and Hangman Page were. But then just as we were getting into Q4 of 2020, he had this turn and he started to become the guy we all hoped he would be from day one. I mean, that is such a better alternative than just going for the standard run. And he had that match on Dynamite against Pac, which many people say was the best of the year. And only a few days later, he had that tag team clash against the Young Bucks, which again, just to remind you, some people go, that's the best tag team match I've ever seen. And hell, I may be one of them. The fact that he was in all these angles that got people talking just sums it up further. But also, given that All Elite Wrestling is a promotion that wants you to pay attention and rewards you for doing so, well, Kenny Omega was doing that. Every time he was on the screen, he was basically Mr. Hey, you better see everything that I'm doing. I mean, he did this with flipping frame pictures on a sideboard that everyone was like, well, what the hell is that? I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he is mine and I'm drinking him down. Number one, John Moxley. I mean, who the flip out. John Moxley has had such a good year that if you now want to tell me that Dean Ambrose was a totally different person, I'm going to believe you. It was his brother, or maybe it was some kind of clone. Much like Drew McIntyre, he was also the perfect pick to lead the company forward during a pandemic-fueled crisis. Who doesn't love John Moxley? As far as I'm concerned, fans think he's the best thing ever. He's also just really, really good. Constantly believable as a badass, a loner, and when he was AEW World Champion, he still feels this way, even though he lost that title at Winter Is Coming. And what happened right after this? He wasn't on TV, and every single person was just like, well, where the hell is John Moxley? Like he was Poochie from The Simpsons, but in a much more positive way. This goes for everything too. Matches, promos, just existing. He made the likes of Eddie Kingston and Brody and he feel like absolute killers. And do not forget everything he did in New Japan too before the borders were closed down. It's not like he was failing there either. Plus he also announced his pregnancy during a wrestling promo. If anybody else had done that, it would have been incredibly corny, but not when it comes to Mox. He also gets people watching wrestling TV and clearly just has a mind for it. And we have cracked open John Moxie right now, and no time soon is anybody gonna clean this mess up. That's a disgusting analogy, but I stand by it. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 